Hey guys, welcome back to Bible and Coffee. How are you? Hopefully you're doing well. I recently recorded another episode. Yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> I was using my laptop as a Bible. It didn't go well. It <laughs> kept glitching out. So I'm instead using my phone. Some of you guys might be wondering, Sarah, why don't you use your actual Bible? Duh. Well, my actual Bible is a Spanish Bible, so <laughs> I don't think... That's gonna do well. So during these, um, you know, little sermons or Bible talks, you can tell that I have difficulty uh, reading some words, and that's because English is my second language. And I, I grew up reading the Bible in Spanish, and sometimes I don't know how to pronounce certain names or certain. Um, names of um, books of the Bible because I always heard them in Spanish and rarely heard them in English. Some of you might be wondering, what about um, when you were older and you started reading the Bible in English? Well, that's a thing. Um, in the U version Bible, you can keep the, um, the names of, of the book of the Bibles in Spanish, but the actual reading of the Bible is in English. And I sometimes get confused on how to say certain names, so please bear with me. Um, today we're going on to uh, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 19. Last week we finished, and last week was pretty short because today, excuse me, um, we are studying on the topic called John the Baptist declared his mission. Last week was the prologue which I accidentally explained too late. I should have explained it in the first episode, but if I did, <laughs> I might have forgotten. So, go on to John chapter 1, verse 19. 19, 19. So, get your Bibles ready, get your notebooks, get your highlighters, pens, pencils, get everything ready, and get your coffee. If you like it hot, get it hot. If you like it cold, get it cold. And let's get to it. But first, like always, let's start with a... Did I lose my page? Um, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, let's start with a prayer. Okay, so... Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for another beautiful day that you've given us. I thank you for allowing the other person on the other side of the screen i thank you for giving them a new day of life lord for allowing them to be here lord so we can both understand your word better i thank you for for allowing me to be here and safely lord i thank you for a beautiful day for allowing us to be with our families or with our friends i ask for forgiveness lord because i am human and i always sin i am not perfect unlike you were lord you were and you are perfect, Lord. <laughs> Please clean our sins, Lord, for whatever we've done, Lord. And help us do better. Not only to ask for forgiveness, Lord, but to understand what we did and not to do it anymore, Lord. Help us be better for you, Lord, and hold our hands because we are like children who want to run off to the world when you know better. You see the bigger picture, Lord, but we see a miniature version of it. I ask for understanding, Lord, and wisdom to understand the word, Lord, and help us hear what you're trying to tell us through the word, Lord. 
Help the other person on the other side understand it, Lord. To reach our hearts and not to go through one ear and come out the other, but to truly say in our hearts and apply it to the, apply it to the word, apply it to the world. <laughs> I thank you for everything that you've done for me, Lord. For every moment of life, good or bad, because you always have a plan, and I trust in you, Lord, in the good and in the bad. I thank you for everything, Lord. In the name of the God, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. So let's get right to it. This is my second time recording it. Uh, but I do it for the Lord. And I'm not saying like complaining, but my goodness, I need a Bible. I need a real Bible. I have a real Bible, but it's in Spanish. And I need an English one. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had an English one. I've had one. I just... I think that was an... A King James Version. I just... I don't know what happened to that one. I have to be more responsible. Be more responsible than me, guys. Don't lose your Bibles. Because I lost it, found it, lost it, found it. That's because I'm not responsible and I have to take care of very important things. And that might have sounded wrong. The very important thing is the Bible. That's what I meant to say. I have to keep track of important things, which is my Bible. Not, I'm not saying that, oh, I have other things to track of. No, I literally have nothing else to take, to keep track on. Okay? So let's get to it. So, his stirring summary had, was accomplished. John launched into telling the gospel. He had already introduced John the Baptist in the prologue, which was verses 1 through 18. His overall description of the wilderness, preachers leave out the physical notes of other Gospels. So, here it says, see Mark 1 verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 11. So, let's go to Mark 1 verse 1 through 11, okay? In the beginning of the good news, oh, so this is um, verse 1. In the beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as the prophet Isaiah wrote, I will send a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. This is a voice of one who called out in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make the road straight for him. John was baptizing people in the desert and preaching a baptism of changed hearts and lives for forgiveness of sins. All the people from Judea and Jerusalem were going out to him. They confessed their sins and were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made from camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. This is what John preached to the people. There is one coming after me who is greater than I. I am not good enough to even kneel down and untie his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Verse 9. At the time, Jesus came from the town of Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. Immediately as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven open. The Holy Spirit came down on him like a dove, and a voice came down from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. I am very pleased with you. How beautiful is that? 
I like to imagine. I have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I like imagining certain passages of the Bible. And it really, it really, it's, it hits different. <laughs> when you really imagine it and you don't just read the words, but you truly open your eyes to see, wow, that must have been beautiful like even our imagination can't really captivate it and how Jesus saw <laughs> heaven open so the next verse is Luke 1 verse 5 so let's go to Luke okay so during the time of Herod ruled Judah there was a prize named Zechariah who belonged to that group inserted if it doesn't have it it's called a b i j a h um who be- zechariah's wife elizabeth came from the family of aaron zechariah uh, zechariah and elizabeth truly did what god said was good they did everything the lord commanded and were without fault in keeping his law. So, as we know, Elizabeth couldn't have children and she couldn't have a baby. Uh, then one day Zechariah went to, uh, Zechariah was a serving Christ, so he came um, onto God and, you know, there's a custom where one gets chosen to light the incense. And, you know, as we all know, Zach, uh, an angel appeared up uh, in front of Zechariah. Um, and then, you know, Zechariah couldn't talk until um, John was born. But the reason why I'm summarizing this up, because I just noticed it said verse 5 through 25, and I want to get into John. So the verses are going to be Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 5 through 25, 57 through 80, and chapter 3. Verse 1 to 20. All of these are Luke. Okay? Um, the expectations for the Messiah at the time, combined with his initial success in attracting large crowds, made John the Baptist the subject of speculation. Could he be the Messiah? So, imagine you are living at this time. Okay? And you see this man like talking crazy stuff and like could he be the messiah and many of us are like no he's not the messiah read the scripture well understand guys that we would have done the same thing i don't think many of us could truly you know understand because you know only certain people could read at the time if i'm wrong please correct me i'm just trying to remember my basic um, history so, many of us um, speculate anything. This was a time where without internet, many people couldn't read, many people were just looking for a silver lining. And you know, many people would like to speculate things. So, many people were saying, could he be the Messiah? In the account encounter recorded in this gospel, John the Baptist accomplished three objectives. Number one, he firmly denied the, being the Christ. So he said, I'm not Christ, not me, wrong person. Number two, 
He identified himself as the herald predicted by Isaiah, who would announce the Messiah. So forgive me, please. I'm saying um, that name wrong because, like I said, in Spanish, it might be pronounced differently. I am so bad at um, pronouncing words. As you know, (laughs) in Spanish, it would be Isaiah. So, please, (laughs) bear with me. And number three, he announced the presence of the Messiah, yet he did not publicly identify Jesus, even though he baptized Jesus and heard God's verbal stamp of approval on him. As the ministry of Jesus begins, we see the final days of the ministry of John the Baptist. So, let's go back to John. Verse 19. Because here is where we truly we start to dive into the word of John. Ah, uh, here it is. So this is gonna be verse 19 through 21. Okay. And in some Bibles it says John tells people about Jesus. So let's get ready. Verse 19. Here were the truths John told when the leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? John spoke freely and did not refuse to answer. He said, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He answered, No, I am not. Are you the prophet? They asked him. He answered, No. So... So starting in the first part where it says, um, they asked him, who are you? John the Baptist calling in life was described to his father even before John was conceived. An angel had told John's father, Zechariah. So what I'm about to read is in Luke chapter 1, verse 13 through 17. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will name him John You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drinks. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the Spirit and the power of Elijah, he will go before him. The turn of hearts and of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness to make ready a to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So that's what he said. He was filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. His father knew what he was gonna do even before John was born. This is <laughs> crazy (laughs) many of our parents were like you're gonna be this and this but sometimes we wouldn't want it but knowing that the lord said told his father your son is gonna be this and this and he completed it and it was amazing because he turned so many hearts back to god to the lord Hmm. so um 
John's mission was to give testimony to Jesus Christ. John 1 verse 17. Um, he was Christ's first and most important witness. John disavowed any personal status. He constantly pointed men to Christ. The Jews, as used here in many other places in John, designated Jewish leaders in Jerusalem. The priests and the Levites were respected religious leaders in Jerusalem. uh, Priests served in the temple, assisted by Levites. The leader who came to see John were the Pharisees, a group that both John the Baptist and Jesus often denounced. Many Pharisees Pharisees outwardly obeyed God's laws in order to look piteous, while inward their hearts were filled with pride and greed. So right off the bat, um, we are told that they acted, oh look at me, I am serving the Lord, I am so good, watch me do this, watch me, please watch me. <laughs> but inwards their hearts were filled with greed and pride. God doesn't like us to be prideful and look, oh, look at me. I am the best. I am the most holiest person in the world. Watch. Humble yourself, guys. Bring it down a notch. (laughs) So here we are told that John's mission was to give testimony to Jesus Christ. And Christ is number one and the, uh, the most important witness. I read that wrong. My bad. My notes are all over the place. Um... And John was Christ number one. And if I didn't read, I didn't. Okay, so John was the most important witness. Okay? And I didn't mean that he was Christ, okay? I did not say that. I said it, but I meant it in another meaning. Okay? So. These leaders came to see John the Baptist for several reasons. Number one, as guardians of the faith, they needed to investigate any news preaching. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 19, uh, chapter 13, verse 1 to 5. Prophets. Okay, so first of all, the main thing there's usually in some um, Bibles or on your phone it says false prophets prophets or those who tell the future with dreams might come to you and say they will show you a miracle or a sign the miracle or sign might even happen and they might say let's serve other gods gods you should not worship gods you have not known and let us worship them but you must not listen to those prophets or dreamers. The Lord your God is testing you to find out if you love him with your whole being. Serve only the Lord your God, respect him, keep his commands, and obey him. The prophets or dreamers must be killed because they said you should Turn against the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and saved you from the land you were slaves. 
They tried to turn you from doing what the Lord your God commanded you to do. You must get rid of the evil among you. Among you. <laughs> There's another verse in. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18 now. Um, verse 22. These are two short ones. So, verse 20. Let's see. But if a prophet, if a prophet says something, I did not tell him to say, even though he were speaking for me. Or if a prophet speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet must be killed. You might be thinking, how can we know if a message is not from the Lord? If a, if what a prophet says in the name of the Lord does not happen, it is not the Lord's message. The, that prophet was speaking his own ideas. Don't be afraid of him. So, in the other passages, it's that um, the gods who, who took you out of Egypt. And we've all been in our own Egypts, haven't we? Some of us in addiction of certain things or certain items. I'm not sure and I'm not one to speak of it. We all have different testimonies and we all came out of our own Egypts. I came out of my own Egypt several years ago and it was the best thing. And like the Israelites, we said, I liked it a bit more in Egypt. We had certain things that we don't have here in the desert. But remember guys, that desert is for a reason. <laughs> it's he's testing you. Okay? So don't turn back to Egypt. If you're gonna be a slave for the rest of your life. And instead of being a slave to the Egyptians, you're being a slave to your sins, okay? So right here. Uh, second thing, they wanted to find out if John had the credentials of a prophet. Number three, John's growing followed, following presented them with a possible threat if he chose to influence with his people against the religious leaders. Number four, they were, they were also probably jealous and wanted to see why John was so popular. So, jealous much? So when he says, I am not the Messiah, the question indicates that the Jews were looking for the anointed one, or in Greek, the Christ. Um, John wanted to make it perfectly clear that he was not the Christ, rather the one who prepared the way for Christ, for the Christ. When they asked, are you Elijah? John's role and actions reminded these religious leaders of what had been what was written of Elijah. Let's go to 2 Kings verse uh, chapter 2 verse 11. So, as they were walking and talking, a chariot and horse of fire appeared separated and separated Elijah from Elisha. Then Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. So, that must have been crazy. The Old Testament predicted that Elijah would come to prepare the way for the Messiah. Okay, let's go to 
What was it? Malachi? Yeah, I think I said that right. Like I said, guys, pronunciation is not <laughs> my favorite thing. Let's go to verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 1. So, then I said, listen, leaders of the people of Jacob, listen to your rulers of the nation of Israel. Am I saying? You should know to decide case. Wait, what? You should know how to decide cases fairly. Am I the right one, guys? Oh, I was not. My bad. <laughs> I was in the wrong one. First three, after three, first one. Okay, so this is the one. I was reading the wrong thing. The Lord All-Powerful says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way for me. Suddenly the Lord, you are looking for will come to this temple to his temple the messenger of the agreement whom you want will come so john the baptist in the spirit of elijah had come to prepare the way for christ but he did not claim to be elijah are you a prophet the pharisees minds in the pharisees minds there were four options regarding john the baptist's identity First, he was the prophet foretold by Moses. Second, Elijah. For a false prophet, John denied being the first three personas. His questionnaires wanted him to claim his special identity. He was perfectly content with his role, and he simply called himself, in the words of the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. So, the leaders kept pressing John to say who he was because the people were expecting the Messiah. But John emphasized why he had come to prepare the way for the Messiah. The Pharisees missed the point. They wanted to know who John was, but John insisted on pointing them towards Jesus. So, let's go to verse 22 of John. Here it is. So, they said, who are you? Give us the, an answer to tell those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? Those sent by the religious leaders of Jerusalem confronted a man sent by God. They had run out. Of, they had run out of stereotypes and were ready to listen. Although their attentiveness was hostile, John gave them an answer. Verse 23. John told them in the words of the prophet, of the prophet Isaiah, I am the voice of the one calling in the desert. Make the road straight for the Lord. John quoted Isaiah 40, a portion that introduces the Messiah, Messiah's forerunner. Isaiah 40, verse 3 through 11, this herald announced the coming of the divine shepherd. In ancient times, a herald or a forthrunner would go before a, um, 
before a dignitary to announce his coming and to clear the way for him. John was the Messiah's forerunner. He came on the scene to announce Jesus' coming and to exhort people to prepare the way to receive him. So, we already got his forerunner. And that should have connected the dots for them like, oh, if he's here, that means the Messiah is almost here, or he's already here. Yes, going to connect the dot because they wanted to know what are you here for? What are you doing? Why do you have so much more people than we do? Why, 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 why? They're missing the point that Jesus was already there. And that's what John was telling them. Like I said, they missed the point. They wanted to know who John was, but John insisted on pointing them towards Jesus because that if John was there, that meant Jesus was already there and they just didn't get it. And we're going to stop right there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, verse 23. Next week, we're going to um, continue on verse 24. Um, I mean, tomorrow. <laughs> verse 24. Verse verse 24. So, yeah. So, I hope you understood. And I thank you for being here with me. So, let's end with a prayer. Jesus, I thank you for everything that you've done for us. And for allowing us to understand your word and to, to dive in and to truly understand what you're trying to tell us, Lord. It's been an exciting journey preaching about you, Lord, and I thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity, Lord. I ask that you please take care of the other person on the side of the screen, Lord. Please take care of them and help them in their troubles, Lord. Please keep them safe, Lord. I thank you for allowing me to use this platform for you. May your name be the only one that I glorify, Lord. All the honor may it be to you. I thank you for everything, Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Guys, I will see you next Tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.